Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Live Longer, the podcast. Um, tonight, it's a couple of days before Christmas, and we're reflecting back on what's happened in 2021, particularly with the COVID pandemic. And tonight, I have a lovely colleague in studio with me. She's a GP partner at Oxted GP Practice in Surrey, and she's also a specialist GP at the Royal Brompton Hospital for Cardio-Oncology and a lovely friend and colleague of mine. Her name is Dr. Tarshini Ramalingam. So welcome, Tarshini. Thank you, Millie. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, it's a pleasure and thank you for giving up your time. I mean, we were both reflecting before we came on air how I had just finished a very, very long, busy day doing a remote rheumatology clinic and you've been busy vaccinating patients and seeing patients all day long as well. So this is just a snapshot a couple of days before Christmas of what the year must have been like for you. And tell me, give me a sense of what this year has been like for you as a GP. I think um it's probably similar to what a lot of people have felt, that this year has just gone on and on and on. You know, the, the pandemic is never ending. And and the work, certainly in healthcare, has, has not ceased. In fact, it's tripled because, you know, we've had to vaccinate thousands upon thousands of people. You know, in my practice alone, we vaccinate 800 people a day. And certainly at the moment, we're under pressure to deliver the boosters in time. So we are actually opening throughout the bank holiday days over Christmas, just to get everyone boosted. The pandemic has really changed our lives. Wow. And how do you cope with the volume increased numbers? You know, do you get more staff? Do you get locums? Do you have to do overtime? Or, or how do you get that number of patients through your doors every day? Well, to be honest, Millie, we can't find locums. We have to manage with the staff that we have. If In fact, if anything, we've lost staff just because of the sheer pressure of, of the volume of work we've had to do. And as GP partners, I mean, certainly since last Christmas, uh, we were working every day. I mean, not physically in the practice, but certainly on email and uh, WhatsApp and planning clinics, vaccination clinics, planning how we would deliver normal care in and around all the extra demands that are being placed on us. And, you know, we are literally working 15 hours a day, six to seven days a week. And we have done for the last year. So it's really, really true. I mean, the pressure is on at the front line of healthcare delivery, isn't it? And and you're feeling it. And how do you cope with that? I mean, that must be extraordinarily difficult. You're a family woman. You've got your GP specialist activities of the Brompton. How do you fit it all in? Well, it's a good question. And I think, like most people, we haven't had a choice. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I mean, I'm blessed in that I have amazing colleagues like you, people that I enjoy working with. And I, I love my job, which has really helped. And the intellectual curiosity around the virus has also kept me motivated and um, kept me going. But, um, you know, it has been a difficult year. And certainly for my family, they haven't seen very much of me. So I think if you ask them, they would give you a different answer. <laughs> and what do you do to keep well? Well, I try to exercise at least five days out of seven. Exercise really helps to keep me calm, to keep my focus. And, you know, it really gives you resilience before a 15-hour day. So I find that invaluable, not for the sort of physical benefits of toning muscles or anything, but just for mental resilience. I think it's vital. And um, sleep is another great tool, which unfortunately this year during the pandemic has been greatly reduced, but uh, we tell our patients every day that they need eight hours of sleep. But I think most doctors that I know don't manage more than six. And actually just, you know, enjoying life and enjoying those small moments. And I think the one thing that has really 
amazed me is is the sort of tenacity of the human spirit actually because um you know we are social beings and we thrive when we're in a community we're not designed to live alone in isolation and you know what's been interesting is despite the fact we have been in isolation we have all found ways of connecting with each other whether it's through zoom or you know other mediums and certainly in my community in my practice you know we've had a sort of almost a it's a very almost a wartime sort of spirit in the community where people have been, you know at the very beginning was sewing the scrubs and aprons when there was no ppe so you know i've been amazed actually at how people do rally together even in isolation mm, so what i'm hearing from you is from your own personal well-being exercise, sleep, nourish your body, nourish your soul and the sense of community, which I think many people in this country would resonate with. And isn't it so sad that there are many people who don't have that sense of community that we are so fortunate we do. And and perhaps what we can all do this Christmas is reach out to somebody who might not be part of a, a family unit, provided we're all within the guidelines and the rules, and to try and bring them into our world a bit more to ease the pain and suffering of those less fortunate. Absolutely. I mean, social contact is the backbone of our existence. And, you know, all of the other things, you know, we see often, you know, for example, patients with Alzheimer's, you know, those who are socially engaged do so much better than those that, you know, who do not engage with other people. So being social is such a key part of our well-being. And I think that's where we've seen the biggest sort of impact from the pandemic. People have just either found new ways or fallen into isolation. And in clinic, certainly as a GP, I can see very quickly which, you know, side of the fence, you know, patients have fallen on from the sort of symptoms they're coming in with. Well, I think that's really interesting because I've noticed it too as a rheumatologist. I see patients with back pain and many patients and there's those group that have been become couch potatoes and who used to exercise and haven't and have put on weight. And there are those who've never done anything, who've suddenly gotten up and they're injuring themselves through extra activities. And David Bell was reflecting this in my conversation with him earlier on this week on back pain during the pandemic. It, it can go either way. And you've just echoed that in some of the areas that, that you see at general practice level. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's so true. So how do we reach this happy medium for 2022 so we don't have either extreme end of the spectrum when we have more people reaching an equilibrium? Equilibrium, I mean, that's an interesting word, isn't it? And I mm. think that, you know, I think that is the gospel to preach that we all need to find our equilibrium. And it may not necessarily be the same for every person. Different people, I think, have different set equilibriums that keeps them in their sort of happy zone. And I think the goal of each individual should be to find their position of equilibrium. I think, you know, we all know what's good for us, but whether we can find the reason to do it is the question. And different people are motivated by different things. Some people are motivated because they want to play with their grandchildren. Some people are motivated because they want to watch their children grow up. Some people don't want to get ill. Some people who are ill want to get better. And I think that's the challenge in general practice is when I'm sitting with the patient is to find the thing that motivates them. Because if it was simply a, a prescription that we gave the same 10 rules to everyone and they would go off and be better and live happy lives, then, you know, actually my job would be very easy, but it's not. So um, I think each person has to find the thing that makes them want to, you know, go out and do everything to look after themselves. You know, healthcare is self-care. 
but you know each person has to find their why. Mm, I think that's absolutely right. And you can be very sick with cancer or cardiac illness, diabetes, but you can feel well. So this is the, the, the holy grail of wellness. Is it something you find within yourself, mind, body and spirit? And even if you're struggling with the disease, you can still, by sleeping and nourishing your body, which is your own destiny, and doing all the things in addition to best medicine and best science, you can find that the wellness journey for yourself, no matter what illness you're suffering from. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm always astounded by how patients who are so sick, you know, do remain well, um, you know, well in their spirit. Mm. You know, their body might be failing them, but their spirit is just, you know, their spirit is so strong and, you know, isn't broken by their illness. And um, and often those patients do very, very well. Mm, and, and that was reflected in a, a podcast I did at the beginning of September with a very close friend of mine, Sarah Stenning, who's who sadly, sadly passed on the 11th of November. But one thing she said that will never forget for as long as I live, and she was struggling with cancer, and which is, she essentially succumbed to. But she said, no matter how bad the day is and no matter what happens, always remember the sun will always come out at some part of that day and there will be sunshine in your day. And I thought it was so powerful and it's what got her through dark days. And if you listen to that podcast, you would never realise that she was as sick as she was, but her spirit kept her going because, you know, she had things that she still wanted to do and put in place before she decided that that was, that was it. And amazing credit to her and her amazing husband and two children who I will remember dearly forever. Well, as I often say to my patients that I see in the cardio-oncology clinic, I think none of us are guaranteed tomorrow or any of us are guaranteed is today. And we may as well make the most of today because, you know, if tomorrow doesn't come for us, you can be rest assured that today you've lived your best life. And, you know, I, I think that's certainly what I encourage my patients to do is live their best life today and put down the sleep, the exercise, you know, the nourishment. A bit of vitamin D is always helpful and see what comes. Mm, I think that's lovely. And that's a really, really nice thought to take with us towards the end of 2021 and right into the beginning of 2022. Bring today with you every day and make it your best day. Make it your best day indeed. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you so much, Tarshini, for giving up your evening. Thank you, Millie, for having me on your show. Thank you. And thank you to all my listeners for tuning in and keep tuning in because we're going to do a number of these bite sizes with all my wonderful colleagues over the next one week to 10 days over the Christmas period to give top tips for how you can live a longer, healthier life despite this terrible pandemic. And please feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or even send in an email to hello at Live Long With a Podcast and tell us what you want to hear so we can really plan and hit the ground running for 2022. Bye for now.